Good morning. My name is Professor Roger Del Savo, for the time being. For I use many a pseudonym, such as Jeff Goulash, Philip Switch, or Baz Ravish. For I am a grifter, and this is Grifting 101. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 6, Episode 9, Grifting 101. You know what, Ben? Grifting is a serious problem. But you know what's not? Neither a problem nor grifting? Nor serious. Nor serious. Well, what in this podcast is serious, my friend? (laughs) Um, But... Uh, what's not grifting or serious or a problem? That's outsourcing Mike's bits. It's only grifting because they I bought a good and the good did come and I didn't wasn't looking for high quality goods. I was just looking for goods. I do feel a little bit like you got grifted by pod decks. How about hey, that good good shuffle? Hey, wh- how many how many discussions have we had because of it? Anyway. Uh, so yeah, let's get that good good shuffle going on. We're getting low on the card count, so we're, we'll find out what's gonna work. We're, what we're gonna see this time. My good friend Ben, yes. I have a question here that I think is not gonna d- give you a lot of co- conversation, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but I do want to hear what you have to say about it. Okay. My good friend Ben, would you rather see Oprah or Arnold Schwarzenegger as the next U.S. president? Well, um... Oprah or Arnold Schwarzenegger as the next U.S. president? Sorry for our listeners that aren't in the United (laughs) States, uh, because we're going to talk about United States politics, but in a weird uh, poddex way. Sorry for those who are in the United States because it's apparently who we have to choose from also in uh, fair. election 2024. Um, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger has political experience. He's been governor of California. Sure. Um, he uh had as far as i understand i mean i i don't know i don't know much about his tenure as governor of california other than people like saying the governor right Um, sure you know the 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 jokes that one says when arnold schwarzenegger is uh uh, an elected uh official um i do know he was a republican and um he i think if i remember right he did have some 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 problematic things um that uh happened in his uh in his time in office okay um, I, law i'm not wise. gonna look it not, up right not now. like scandal wise but like law wise sure um but um overall i mean i know he he tells like people who hate gay people to like go fuck off uh on like facebook and stuff that is true so i'm i'm a fan of that um I, I'm a fan of him just being like, hey, shitbag, go fuck off and just let gay people 
exist mm-hmm. and be happy. He's also um, a proponent of the Special Olympics, I believe. So that's exciting. Uh huh. So like, there's there's some good stuff there. Um, I am, uh, as far as Oprah goes, I listen to the podcast Maintenance Phase, uh, which I've mentioned before, which is okay. about um, uh, fad diets and um, ah yes, uh, like debunking fad diets and um, uh, you know, fat acceptance and and that sort of thing, and um. A, a non-trivial number of those episodes all go back to Oprah um, being sure. an enabler for people like Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil and people who really just suck shit. Um, so I don't know much about Oprah as a person. I just know that she kind of enables a lot of that stuff. And so when it comes down to it, I would I guess I would go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I would have to sit down and I'd have to read the voter pamphlet on this. Yeah, one. I'd really have to like sit down and be like, all right, what are these two people about? But initial initial feeling, I'm going to go with uh, Arnold. Uh, he He's Fair um, enough. he's uh, he's he's got he's got my vote, I guess, question mark. Um so that I'm, might be that might be a problem, but uh, <laughs> that's I'm not going to spend the next 20 minutes uh, reading up about the history of Arnold Schwarzenegger's time in politics and and what he does or does not stand for. Right. Um, so obviously I have miscalculated this. Um, one thing I do want to state off the the bat, the bat um, I almost mis- made a mistake in my baseball metaphor, which is great for me. Um one thing, I believe Arnold is not qualified to run for president because he is, was not born in the United States. Um, I believe that is the case. So we this this card is also assuming, I, I'm we're assuming that this card is like, well, they either change the rules or whatever. Joe, Joe Biden himself is going to change the rule because he's like, you know who I want, who, you know who I want in the office after me? Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, you know what? <laughs> I could see him saying that. He's a strong guy, but I, I do find, I, I do think you're very interesting. You have a very interesting take on it because I do think, you know, no, obviously no one's perfect. Um, you know, Oprah is very much a capitalist, uh, you know, with Harpo and everything like that was mostly focused on trying to, you know, you find that segment of the universe when she, she had her Oprah show, she had her, you know, what her demographic was on lock and brought people in to talk to that demographic. Um, which is why there was a lot of fad diets in the time frame that she had her show. Um, I do think you're probably right that, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger may have run as a Republican, but probably, you know, that was what, 10 plus years ago in California. He was, he was governor in 2009. And I know that solely because uh, episode two, season one, episode two of party down involves them trying to meet, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was then governor of California. Okay, so yes, so fourteen years ago or whatever. Everything I know comes back to party down. Continue. Uh, obviously, um, so yes, what you know, he was a Republican of that era, where the current Republican Party is a much different Republican Party than it was back then. Also, in a, a state like California, which has been pretty heavily to the left, um, that elected him rather than someone on the left. I that that says to me centrist. 
uh, Republican rather than extremist. Um, that being said, Oprah, you know, feels like a very like um, like corporatist, le- you know, left liberal. Um, so it's a very actually surprisingly interesting discussion between these two people. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I think it's difficult. Um, I think it also depends like if these two are running against each other rather than like Oprah against whoever comes out of one side and then Arnold versus whoever comes out of the other. Um, I still think I probably vote for Oprah, even though she's capitalist and, you know, very, very into that. I still think that the, you know, the way that she, she connects with, um, women and kind of like be able to kind of bring a, that, that voice into politics is important. So I think I'm going to go with that rather than Arnold. Uh, but g- based on what we currently have and this, this, you know, or sats <laughs> ama- like this is a better uh, election to me than the one we're about to have. <laughs> Just say, uh, yeah, no comment. Um, or why not just throw the fucking rock in there? If the rock runs for president, do you vote for him as Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or just the Rock? Like, what is what are you? What is on the ballot when you vote for him? I I know it'll just be Dwayne Johnson, but there's a part of me that really would just want it to be the Rock. Like if in, but then, in but such then the an problem election, is, but then the problem a- is, if if I'm voting for just the Rock, is he going to call me a Rudy Poo? Uh, you know, like is he going to call me a Jabroni? You know, like I don't want to be called a jabroni because I, you know, I have like, no idea what you're talking about. Um, you, we, re- we I don't want to know what you're talking we're, about. We're talking in the wrestling. The wrestling so is happening. If, but I can if, smell what the Rock is cooking in it, and it might be uh, the White House. He's cooking the White House. Okay. <laughs> you, this is the problem of trying to talk uh, attitude era wrestling with somebody that is not interested in wrestling whatsoever. Uh, if. The Rock ran for president uh, and he was listed on the ballot as Dwayne Johnson. But you write in The Rock is does that vote count for him or does it go to like some rock somewhere? (laughs) I love the idea that it goes to, you know, The Rock downtown (laughs) near City Hall. Um, No, but I feel like this is the same discussion that is had in an episode of 30 Rock where it's like, I don't, I don't vote. I write down Jesus, and then the Republican, Republic, or uh, uh, Jack is like, "Oh, the Republicans count that as them." Uh huh. Uh huh. Man, Thirty Rock's a great show. It's um, a great show. How about we talk about a different show that is actually about this podcast is about? Let's talk about a different NBC show that is actually currently a Yahoo Screen show here in in the history of 2015. Right. We're talking about season six, episode nine of Community, Grifting 101. It's the episode that guest stars Matt Barry. Yes, 100% rocks. He's so good. Damn it, he's so good. I I have not seen anything that Matt Barry is in and not been like, well, now I'm just charmed to hell that Matt Barry's in this. Um, at the time, I really only knew him from uh, the IT crowd, yeah, yeah, same. or the IT crowd. Uh, I think, I think in, and our English listeners can uh, uh, answer this better. Huh? But I think they, I think, because I saw a commercial once, and I think they call call it the IT crowd. Sure, 
But it is Anyways, information technology. Which it's it's called right. IT. But, I'm not an I'm not an it guy. I'm an IT guy. Um, right. I mean, so, I'm both, but that's a different thing. Uh, but I really only knew him from um, uh, the IT crowd. Right. And um, I was like, oh, it's the guy from the IT crowd. Now, this is the first time I've watched this episode since I started watching What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, shit. It's uh, it's Laszlo. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. I, I find it hilarious how um, and, and I mean, I we're going to I don't know how this episode is. We're going to talk about this episode. But Matt Berry is like restrained in this episode. Like he's <laughs> like he's clearly like playing about 10 percent of where Matt Berry usually is. And yet he's still way above everybody else. in the Oh, yeah. In wackiness. It's so great. Yeah. One hundred percent. And um, uh, just as an aside on on uh, fun things I love about Matt Barry is uh, because of uh, the IT crowd. Every now and then I'll just get the um, uh, I'll just think of the phrase. God damn these electric sex bands. <laughs> uh, and I, it's one of those things that I can't just it's blurt out so in the good. middle of because no. No, like no one will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Absolutely not. And they'll be um, like. Um, why are you, you're, why is a pervert at Safeway right now? Uh, well, I need to get, I need to, I need to like buy groceries. Perverts need groceries too. Well, I Come understand on. that. Um, so yeah, but no, now, now I know him from what we do in the shadows. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like looking at this <laughs> compared to, I mean, what we do in the shadows, first of all, fucking They're- wild as hell show. Yeah. Um, and he's allowed show, to- <laughs> as as wild as community is like communities down here. What we do in the shadows, like energy wise up here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just like it's wildly different. So it's it's a place where Matt Barry can just like come out and play and just be fucking wild. Um, so it does. It does make his performance here as <laughs> the grifting instructor uh just wild and i do want to point out in the credits he is he is credited as matt barry as grifting instructor not whatever name he gives because it's assumed to be a fake name sure yeah that's terrific everybody calls him like robert or whatever the fuck he, the he salvo or something yeah and in the credits he's credited as grifting instructor uh which that's is a, a small... very subtle joke that i really appreciate very good um so yeah it's it's the matt barry episode uh it's the the whole point of the episode is that uh they get a new course catalog with all sorts of new courses and there is a grifting class basics uh basic grifting Mm -hmm. which i do really love the elroy line because they're they're talking about like what you need for the class and it's like oh you need you need a, a briefcase. And he's like, oh, we're grifting with briefcases? Basic grifting my ass. That's advanced. I, I love I love it. I love it so much. Uh this 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 episode is uh is v- the the way that this episode works uh b- builds the grifting into the kind of the backbone of how the episode is gonna work. And especially when you were like coming in and there the whole beginning part is there's a grift, it's like, okay. So we're in for this kind of episode. We're going to get a big old heist grift going on. 
and uh, you know, to start with like swapping briefcases in a in a in a room that you had to pay one hundred fifty dollars for, and then you got to get a second one. And it's just all very good. <laughs> yeah. The, so the, the uh, slow and steady like rise to when it's time for everybody to grift the grifter. Mm-hmm. Jeff is very immediately like. Guys, don't take the grifting class because that's just a grift. You are you are getting grifted. You're the ones getting grifted if you take this grifting class. Yeah, yeah. I do appreciate and, Jeff being the rational voice here. And everyone's uh-huh. like, oh, you're just jealous that somebody else is grifting and you're not the only one anymore. It's like, no, no, this is a... Like, I can see this from about a billion miles away. Uh-huh. And uh, right off the bat... Uh, they're like, okay, well, well, we just need a briefcase. Like, well, I don't have a briefcase. Frankie says she's got some that they can they can borrow. And then Abed's like, oh, are they regulation grifting briefcases? Because they need to be regulation. She's like, I, what the what does that even mean? <laughs> and it turns out that regulation grifting briefcases are, are available for only $150. So already the grift is on. Yeah, um, it, it starts almost in, in immediately. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, there is a uh, an ongoing ragtime sort of theme where like each section is, uh, each chapter mm-hmm. is like uh, uh, drawing and it's got ragtime music. The theme song this time also ragtime version. Yeah, I think that's a so, homage to The Sting, which is referenced in the show. I've not seen it myself, but. I have also not seen The Sting, um, unless you're talking about the Futurama, Futurama episode, The Sting. Uh, in which case I have seen it. Um, we've talked about it at did, length. Did cry a little bit. Um, sure. uh, so. no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie that they watched and everybody fell asleep during. Uh-huh. Uh, I have not, I have not seen the sting. So, you know, it is, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but that, that would make sense that it's a callback to the sting. It's very community. Yeah, it's to, very community to, to kind of basically be like, well, we love the idea of grifting. There's a big grifting movie that we all loved. Let's make fun of it. <laughs> uh, grifting class uh, starts. Matt Barry walks in. He's, he claims that he's Professor Roger DeSalvo uh, for the time being. For I use many a pseudonym such as Jeff Goulash, Philip Switch, or Baz Ravish. For I am a grifter. It's <laughs> it's great. Matt Berry. Like is again, this you could see amazing. this if he's in his like what we do in the shadows of like Tucson, Arizona. Like you could see him like going a, above and beyond on these lines. But the fact that he just kind of like takes them relatively straight is also hilarious to me because it, at this point I'm used to Matt Berry being so hot. And, mm-hmm, and not only that, mm-hmm. but like in IT crowd and Garth Marenghi's dark place, he's like always like cranked up to 11 and here he's like at a five and it's still amazing. Uh-huh. In uh in what we do in the shadows, do you think uh they were like, hey, one of your character traits is you pronounce a lot of shit weird? Or is Matt Barry just coming in like, I'm gonna pronounce it Tucson, Arizona? I think I think it's the same thing with a lot of the like improv heavy shows that it's like, okay, we'll take it a few times the way we've designed it, and then you know what, Matt, you're good at this. Make us laugh. And then he goes in and is like, Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> 
or oh, or man. the way he says New York City. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I th- I think he's just really good at knowing what's going to make other people laugh. Um, after like you know take take the the scene a few ways and then just kind of go off the deep end with it. <laughs> I just realized I should have had the sound clip of him saying, like, uh, I'm not going to listen to a guy named Mike or whatever, because that would have been perfect for my fucking soundboard. Well, I look for I should have added it to the soundboard. Well, Um, I mean, you could do the post production. I don't give a fuck. His name was Mike. Uh, I should have added that to the soundboard. This was this was the perfect episode to add it to that soundboard. It was really the best one. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, it's fine. Um, (laughs) So, anyways, um, wow, yeah, this is this episode is just like the Matt Berry podcast now. Um, hey, I, I'm here for it. We'll do Gareth Marenghi's Dark Place next and it, everything, your mind will be blown. So, um, yeah, he shows up and he's basically just like, all right, pass the brief, briefcases to each other and then pass them back. Do it at speed. Pass them like hell. Uh, pass them like your sister's life is on the line. All right, do that for like 40 minutes. And then he just kicks back on the desk and it uh, starts reading a book. <laughs> Uh-huh. And uh, so yeah. Good. The the grift is on. The grift is on. And I do like how Annie has a question and and he's like, "You, what's your name?" And she says Annie Edison. He's like, "It's not the name of a grifter." And then that causes Abed to uh say that his name is Slick Pockets Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is also immediately rejected as well. It absolutely is. Um, Also, once they master the art of passing one briefcase, they're going to learn how to pass two briefcases, which does require a second briefcase. Yes, a second regulation briefcase. They have to go out and buy a second regulation grifting briefcase. At $150. Um, and, and boy, howdy, if you were not expecting us to talk about briefcases for the entire episode of television, <laughs> we are going to talk about briefcases a lot. I assumed when I was a child <laughs> that I would my life would like involve briefcases. Sure. Like I would have a briefcase. Yeah, I, you'd, come, you'd come home from the firm with your briefcase uh-huh. full of papers. You do a little bit more work at home, like getting all the papers ready for tomorrow's meeting. You get the papers back in the briefcase. You you'd, uh-huh. you'd, you'd drive to work and then you'd walk in with your briefcase and you put it on your desk and you open it up. And now it's all just computers. Damn it. I don't think I have ever touched a briefcase in my adult life. And the only reason that I have touched a briefcase in my life ever is because when I was a child, my dad did in fact have a briefcase. Sure. My dad also I don't had think, one. I remember that. I don't think Happy Father's Day to the happy fathers fa- out happy there. Happy Father's Day. We are recording, We're recording this on this June 18th. On Father's Day. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers and their briefcases out there. I think that's the only reason I've ever t- in my entire <laughs> life touched a briefcase. Yeah. I just assumed I was going to be like a professional adult with a briefcase and instead, sure. I have a fucking 
Timbuktu messenger bag, like right. I'm uh, like biking through the streets of New York City. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we 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 apparent we were dressing for the job that we wanted with with briefcases, and then the briefcases went away, and now we just have backpacks. So regulation briefcases they need to get two of them now um so that's sure. that's we're up to 350 it, uh, we're up to 300 dollars just it's true to it's, take this class i will say it's to the point where if i see somebody with a briefcase i'm like oh there's some shenanigans afoot like they're, they're not a oh, normal yeah. person they're oh, not yeah. a normal person going to a normal job they're likely a grifter they're gonna exactly. pass that briefcase and that 20 million dollars that's in there is going to to i don't know the 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 syndicate right like even at my last job um uh whenever like the the vice president of like technology operations or whatever would come into town he'd walk into the building with just like a backpack yeah like no, no one has he's, briefcases. He's a vice president, and he doesn't have a briefcase. What, how, what would you have to do to have a briefcase? You see a briefcase coming, something's up. Like something's happening. You might want to vacate I, that area because who knows what's about to go down. I may not have watched The Sting, but I did watch Matchstick Men, uh, which, which is Abed also, also mentioned. Yeah, they definitely do a briefcase swap in Matchstick Men. And they're up to no good. That just all that does is help prove my point. See exactly. There, you're. It's not like you're swapping architectural diagrams. Those are in the computer now. They are in the computer, um, or an iPad. You could put an iPad in a briefcase, but then, but it's just that's a lot for just. You might as well just put it in a backpack mm-hmm. or a messenger bag. Like iPad you're, you're dr- in an iPad case. Okay. In a messenger bag in a okay. briefcase. Okay. In a piece of luggage. Okay. So you're in, now wheeling it. You're wheeling it. And then I don't know where I'm going with this. No, but I like I like the um really poor choice of words, Ben. <laughs> you know, I may I may disagree with Allison on this one. Uh because I do think I like the idea of like the the Russian nesting doll approach to mm-hmm, to getting mm-hmm. your stuff to work, but I, I I there is an there is a comical ending here that I just I don't know if I've got right now. Yeah, they are immediately like, "Okay, well shit. Jeff was right. Uh we're getting grifted." So uh, they meet up with him in the in the cafeteria and uh, they're like, yeah, no, um, you were right. Uh, The classes. He's like, what, a ripoff? Hmm. What's another word for that? Um, Let's see. You took a class about grifting and. So he's like really rubbing their face. Oh, sure. It's a Jeff move to for sure. And they're like, we want you to help us grift him back. And he's like, no, you, you're trying to grift a grifter. You can't do that. He doesn't want any part of it. Up until uh, Matt Barry is in Jeff's office, because now they're office mates. And stealing his, his scotch. And stealing his scotch, which is a dick move. Mm-hmm. And then they have an argument about grifting versus lying where where Matt Barry... Uh, the the grifting uh, instructor decides that Jeff is just a liar, not a grifter, and then 
you know, Jeff, Jeff basically accepts that. And as, as like a slap in the face from, you know, like a good old fashioned duel. Um, Mm -hmm. and is like, well, I'm in. Yeah, uh, I will point out that my notes, because you did stumble over whether to call him Matt Barry or the character's <laughs> name or just the grifting instructor. Yeah, I, I will did. point out in my notes, I referred to him as Matt Barry every single time because uh, I a I couldn't remember the name Roger DeSalvo. Uh-huh. Um, and then also it did end up being funny that the credits did uh, as previously mentioned, just exactly. call him the uh, uh, grifting instructor. So call him whatever the fuck you want in here. Uh, I think that's fine. Um, uh, that's fair. He's just a grifter who uses all sorts of uh, pseudonyms. So um, Baz, what's what was it? Baz. I don't uh, remember. I did not. Baz write the Ravish. Name. Baz Ravish is a great name. Just a plus name. Dude, if I met a dude named Baz Ravish, I'd be like, fuck, dude, you're the cool. I know nothing about you. You're the coolest dude I've ever met. Baz like I, Ravish. I think it's they don't even have to mug me. I'd just be handing over my wallet like, dude, you you have such a cool name. You need my money. So, yeah, I guess call him whatever you want. So, yeah, they they have a whole they have a whole conversation about, yeah. you know, lying and grifting and the difference. and uh. Matt Barry, a.k.a. Baz Ravish, does say, you're not a grifter. Uh, You're a craftless, artless thug. And I'm God's paintbrush. No, I am God, which pretty much makes me better than you. So he, A, has a high opinion of himself. Mm -hmm. B, specifically thinks Jeff is not a grifter. He's just a liar. And in his mind, there's a very important difference. Very clear difference in his mind. He also then has a conversation with himself in a uh, makeup mirror, it looks like, (laughs) where he basically is like, talk to me, you son of a bitch. I love you. I want to speak to you, you son of a bitch. What? I love you. I do too. Good. Uh-huh. Uh so that was that was probably the most wild thing Matt Barry got to do. It's yeah, it's true. It's I didn't even I did not think about it at the time, but the the more you say it, the more I'm like, no, you're right. It, it, this is like a a 5 out of 10 Matt Barry. And like, it's, I I I want to I want to point out, I'm not saying like Matt Barry only gave 5%. I feel like it was like a The character hey, is written you, for 5% yeah, you, for, you, for 5 out of 10. Right. Uh-huh. You got to yeah. keep it down or else you're just going to like blow the bl- blow all the levels out of the water. Right. So um, uh but yeah, it's this it's, it's just wild for him to have to just have this one moment with a with a <laughs> with a mirror where he just like he calls himself a son of a bitch and then tells him he loves himself. It's very good. You know, if you're if you're having a, a rough time, if you're, you know, having a, a, a trouble just getting out of bed in the morning, wake up and just look at yourself in the mirror and say, I want to speak to you, you son of a bitch. I love you. <laughs> I do too. And that's how you start a day. It Matt is, Barry says so. Uh, it's, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, literally, it's on uh, uh, on film. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you're having a tough time, 
you're, you know, depressed and, you know, life is getting you down, just remember, Matt Berry loves you and he wants you to love yourself. It Wise words. The more you know from Good Morning Greendale. This causes Jeff to decide he wants in on the grifting of this grifter. And this prompts the entire group to just stand in the middle of the cafeteria shouting, grift, grift, grift. Yes, yes. As after Elroy gets really pissed off, it's like, well, now grift is just replacing other words. I don't know. What, are, what is he even saying? Um, and then watching the rest of the school, like, look at them, like, what's wrong with them? Uh, because they're not all the rest of the school isn't always tied up in their shenanigans. I have to assume everyone else at this school is like, oh, God, they're doing it again. OK, <laughs> they're all just it's a weekly up and down in the in the fucking cafeteria shouting grift, grift, grift over and over again. So cool. All right. Uh, they're is, up to their is, shit. This is what this whole week's going to be about. God damn it. Oh, they're doing they're doing a, a, a the sting thing. All right, cool, great. Um, I guess I better not get grifted because like, oh, they're doing the sting. I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of briefcases later. Uh, you know what they say about a briefcase in the first act? There's got to be a briefcase <laughs> parade in the third act. Chekhov's uh, briefcase parade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we move on to the setup, uh, which is basically trying to make it look like they're really bad at grifting because they're in they're in grifting class doing the double briefcase pass. Um, sure. They're almost ready to do it with wads of fake money that cost five dollars a piece. So, mm. you know. Every, everything um, like, and and I thought college books were a ripoff. College uh, books are the real grift. Um, it's true. These are probably having you'd have a briefcase after the end of this, and then you can carry some fake money around and feel like you're you're in a grift. Like like I'm coming back around to the idea of like maybe this isn't actually a grift. It's just like you get you get something useful out of it. Yeah, I mean, you get two briefcases. So, and, like, and when you go on to grift people, you can do briefcase handoffs. It's true. Like, or if you just, if you if you go clean and you go straight, you can take that into your architecture job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. That being said, I don't know if I'd want to hire anyone from Greendale Community College to be in any architecture firm, but that's a different discussion. There is a noted plot point way back in, like, season four uh, that the bridge did collapse uh, because the the engineer got his degree from Greendale. So <laughs> I think your uh, I think your gut feeling on this is accurate. Yeah, I I think you might be right. I think you might be right. It's so, it's always good to get some of that bounce back though. It's just like uh -huh, you know I'm uh -huh. gonna put out a feeling and then get something back and it's like okay I think we're on the same page here. That's when uh, Elroy gets a telegram. Telegram for Elroy Potashnik. Telegram for Elroy Potashnik. I'm Potashnik. And he gets a telegram that says that his Aunt Baba died while on vacation in Africa. No. And, quote, <laughs> the African government uh, wants to seize the funds. Um, uh, the grifter uh, immediately sees through this because that's because of the Internet. 
<laughs> right. Uh, he does call the African telegram the Jim Belushi of grifts. So we're still on the making fun of Jim Belushi train. Yeah. Um, and uh, which, uh, you know, I got nothing against Jim Belushi. I do think it's a very funny through line that everyone's just constantly shitting like, on him. This yeah, whole in, t- in like, this universe, everybody uh-huh. hates that guy. We all know that like Jim Belushi sucks. So like we're just gonna we're gonna call the African Telegram scam the Jim Belushi of grifts. So the African Telegram grift. I would call it a scam, but you know <laughs> fair. Um I, I I do wanna point out, and this is gonna come back around, that the person delivering the telegram has what I insane turn in the end of this episode (laughs) that is i i just i don't know how to describe it i don't know who it is i but i yeah i forgot wild i forgot to look up who it was his name is ryan ridley (laughs) his character name and his real name is ryan ridley okay okay um that oh wonderful (laughs) wonderful (laughs) wonderful oh i love this i i don't even know uh what to do with that information (laughs) i i do love i do love that the a, a writer got to do this this is very good Wait, so this was this was a a writer? Yeah, yeah, he was he wrote uh he was a credited writer for Basic Sandwich in season 5 and stayed on for season 6 and wrote this. Um and then is now a, a producer on Rick and Morty. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's it's very good. Anyways, he's the telegram guy. He comes in with the telegram. They they try the the African telegram grift. <laughs> Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um you. the grifter, the the grifting professor, he's like, get out. Uh he's like, wait, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a name. And however you react to that will show me the truth. Jeff Winger. And then <laughs> Elroy has a very what I think is very obvious, like uh tell, like a a, a purposeful sure. sort of tell where he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. like, oh no. You, you you're on yeah, to yeah. me I, because I, I i had forgotten because i don't i'd only watched i i'm pretty sure i've watched this one but i've only watched it once that it's very clear like this is like and it says set up like this is like the fake grift is going to lead into the big grift and i had mm-hmm. forgotten the turn uh that comes in a, a little bit later in the episode where it's where jeff is like man i don't know <laughs> uh-huh so they they later on try to do a fake lottery ticket grift where the same telegram man yeah is hanging out in the teachers lounge while everyone's drinking and uh he he gets up to go and then Jeff is like sir sir you forgot your lottery ticket well oh well he forgot his lottery ticket um Hey, if this wins, we'll we'll split it. Like it's a you know this whole <laughs> whole thing. Um, and uh, Matt Bear is like, "Hey, that was a telegram, man." And Jeff says, "No, it wasn't. I mean, what telegram?" So they're <laughs> you know he's I I, I it's 
very obvious that uh, this is like f- them purposefully doing a bad. Grift. Yes. Yeah. A series of bad grifts. <laughs> it's just very funny that that it's like they use the same <laughs> the same kind of demon toys, and that it's the writer. I can't get over that. <laughs> the dude that wrote it is uh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, this is when they kind of retreat back to the like a storage room, and Jeff admits he's got nothing. <laughs> Matt Barry does go to the oh, Vatican the bar because frankie shuts down the teacher's lounge bar again she's mm-hmm. like hey i don't i keep having to shut this down you you don't have to teach your class but you can't stay here this is not a bar <laughs> i do so matt love Barry, that line it's so very funny matt barry goes to the vatican and he's talking with britta and she's like what's it gonna cost to make you go away remember that remember this this moment because mm-hmm. this moment is, is gonna, pretty important is going to come back around, baby. So that's when Jeff is like, well, he took the bait, but like he took, he didn't take the fake bait, but he took the real bait that the fake bait was the real bait. Like it's, it gets messy. But basically, yeah, Jeff was just like trying to set this up so that they, and he never really figured out anything, mostly because they hadn't spent all that much time apart recently right so he's like you would have noticed if i walked walked away and had a pen and a paper wouldn't you abed keeps bringing up the sting um and uh jeff does say well if you love the sting so much why don't you marry it and abed says well if fine but if i have a bunch of half sting babies uh I don't remember the rest of the quote. I just remember him. It's like, who would I tell them about grifting? It's their mother and not you or something like that. And it's so great. Why don't you marry the sting? Okay, just so you know, if I do and we have half sting children, when they ask me how to grift, I'm going to tell them to watch their mother, not listen to you. Because that immediate comeback of like, okay, I'm going to have a bunch of half sting babies. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, if you could have babies with a movie... Um, and your babies were half human, half that movie. What movie would your babies be? Okay, so I have uh some on brand choices. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously UHF or Weird, the Al Yankovic story, mm-hmm. both both fit my uh my usual genre <laughs> of Weird Al. Um, mm-hmm. there's also Airplane. Airplane's good. I think it's got to be one of one of those. Add more comedy into these jeans. Okay. Okay. Um. Finally, I'll, finally, there'll be some comedy in this. Uh... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait till we pass these podcasts on to the next the next generation because uh-huh. they're definitely going to be funnier than we are. Uh, my children are going to be half human, half the Big Lebowski. Um. Yeah. That obviously. That so. That a um. Lot. Stay tuned for the next podcast <laughs> with our our children, uh, half UHF, half human, <laughs> half UHF, and half human, half the Big Lebowski. Um, that won't be a disaster at all. That won't be a disaster at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I have, I have. Uh, UHF on my Plex server because you had me uh, 
rip your copy of it yeah, on yeah. there so that you could watch it without a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um, and every now and then I load up my Plex server and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe today's the day I watch UHF. <laughs> I'm always a little terrified to do so because I'm going to have to come back and be like, Mike, I watched UHF. <laughs> I don't know what I just witnessed and I have feelings about it now. So like I'm I, I think for the time being, it's better off that like it's just this weird thing <laughs> that I only am vaguely aware of. Sure. That it has. Twinkie Wiener sandwiches in it. Sure, yeah. And um uh uh Michael Richards in it. Sure. And uh something about Spatula City. And then just be yes. like, that's it. That's all I need to know. So here's what I'm gonna say to you now. You've seen Weird the Al Yankovic story, right? I have, yes. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I mm-hmm. think UHF is a more conventional story than Weird the Al Yankovic story. I mean, in weird, he he ends up writing the original uh, version of the Michael Jackson song and then Michael Jackson parodies him. Sure. And then also he does go on to kill a drug cartel leader. So, yes, that is true. I'm going to go out there and say I'm not that surprised that UHF is a more conventional story than (laughs) weird. (laughs) And and also what they were what what the aim is for, like UHF was put up against like Batman. They were putting like their big summer comedy, (laughs) Um, which is why it flopped so hard and killed Orion Pictures. Putting UHF up against which Batman, which Batman we talking Um, here would have been the I think the 89 one. Is that the one with um, Danny DeVito Penguin? It might be, dude. Because if you're if you're going up against fucking Danny DeVito as the Penguin Batman movie, that's showing up to a, a gunfight with a knife, dude. Like, holy hell! Right. Uh, within the month prior and up to the re- well, since we're talking about UHF, uh, within the month prior and up to the release of UHF, studios released bigger movies like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Lethal Weapon 2, Batman, License to Kill, When Harry Met Sally, Do the Right Thing, and Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, the draw of these blockbuster movies also contributed to the low attendance at UHF's premiere. As Weird Al Yankovic states in the commentary of his movies, UHF was thought to be the movie that could save the studio for Orion. He was treated very well because of this. He states in the commentary, every morning I would wake up to fresh strawberries next to my bed. Then, when the movie bombed, I woke up and no more strawberries. Um, Also, uh, Batman 1989 was uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Ah. Which um, wouldn't be my preferred Batman. Sure. Um... But it's still you're still going up against Jack Nicholson's Joker, uh, mm. like along with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade <laughs> and Ghostbusters too, like really really big <laughs> movies. And then this weird this Weird Al is like a big deal, but he's not he's not Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade big deal. Uh huh. Uh huh. Although the, um, the AV club in a retrospective called UHF a sapling among the redwoods and the type of film that Hollywood has since abandoned, which is true. Yeah, uh, 
pour one out for UHF, I guess. Um, oh, I, I, whenever I need a, a, a good uh, spirits raise, I, I watch it. It's so good. One, uh, so yeah, maybe one of these days, may, w- maybe one of these days, I'll be like, "Hey, Mike, I did it. it it's, it's. I dumb. watched, I watched UHF, um, and then, uh, we'll see how that changes our friendship. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> there will just be one announcement after that happens it's like uh unfortunately mike and ben have have had we cannot reconcile the differences here and we will be ending all podcasts because of ben not liking uhf regrettably the podcast good morning greendale will not be continuing because ben watched uhf ben and mike are never speaking to each other (laughs) ever again we realize they only had two more episodes to go but this podcast will simply never finish <laughs> that that'll be i'll make that the canon of the show i'll when when we finish futurama and we finish the community movie and i'll be like nope uh i watched uhf so we're, we're done podcasting yeah um, okay all time. well well at least we now have the canon event that ends our uh, our podcasting empire uh so they watch the sting <laughs> <laughs> I had they, forgotten how we jumped off onto that. Elroy falls asleep. Everyone's mostly asleep. They're all they all think that the sting is kind of boring. Um, and but they they are like, okay, well, how did they how did they manage to do it in the sting? And uh, well, the answer is they basically made a fake building and hired a thousand people to cooperate in perfect secrecy. I say, well, we can't do that. Nobit says, well. Um, uh, we could watch Matchstick Men. There's a little bit more uh, grift action in that movie. I say, well, what do they do in that movie? And he's like, well, at one point they build a fake hospital, and Annie's just like, <laughs> so much construction. <laughs> the idea that they create all these fake buildings on Greendale campus is very funny to mm-hmm. me, though. They did build a bar in the in the back of the school, That's uh, true. a speakeasy. They've so, done you know. this before. <laughs> They, this is not anything new for them. Um, Incredible. So, uh, anyways, they come to the conclusion that grifting is terrible and the sting is stupid. And at that point, Matt Berry comes in to make fun of them. And um, I don't really remember anything about this conversation except that uh, Matt Berry just repeatedly insults Jeff. And ends up saying, I can't think of a metaphor pathetic enough to suit you, Jeff Winger. And then there's something about like you're not a thug because thugs fight or something like that. Um, And um, Britta just loses her mind and goes and just punches him directly in the face. uh Uh-huh. And he exclaims, you hit me with a woman's hand, you Midwestern floozy. Which, for the record, Colorado is not a part of the Midwest. Uh, Just throwing that out there. I mean, he's English, so yeah, yeah. like you know, that's fair. But uh, I just, I just want to point out, Colorado, not a part of the Midwest. So. Sure, I feel like we've had this conversation before on Twitter, and it did not go well for us. Uh, I, I with one of the other community podcasts, yes. Uh, I won't, I won't uh, name any names. I, we, um, we, we do agree that the name Midwest is ridiculous. However, it's there. We we did not make it. We're not choosing it. It's just uh-huh. that's uh-huh. the name it's given itself. I I can't do anything more about it. Right. I mean, it's like how I spent my entire life um 
living in Colorado uh, and then later Oregon. And um, I had a friend who went to Northwestern University, which was east of me. <laughs> so because that's you know, near Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, the Northwestern in part Chicago of so that area, I guess. When Northwestern what became a thing, it was the Northwestern part of the United States. And now it still gets that name and is east of most of the United States. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, you know, name, names, names are, are weird, weird and we can only choose what we get. Uh, anyways, Britta does point out that she lived in New York. So, you know. That's fair. Colorado's always- naming conventions aside, she also lived in New York. So she's not a Midwestern floozy on two counts. On two counts, yes. We get a chase sequence where uh, they're running through the halls and Matt Berry slips on uh, a wet floor being mopped by a janitor. It's very good. It's base. It is very cartoonish because he's 45 degrees. Yeah, he's like on multiple feet (laughs) on his heel on one foot kind of leaning back like you said about 45 degrees and just slides right through a door into the stairwell um it's incredible it looks fake as shit <laughs> yes i mean it's hard to argue uh, that but it is also but amazing. It, it's very cartoonish um and he he goes down the stairs he falls down the stairs and he's yelling in pain and uh um chang is like no way Nah, he's he's just grifting us again. And then Matt Berry starts choking, uh, coughing up blood. And then yeah. Chang's like, that's probably just like caro syrup and red food coloring. Someone ought to just taste it and make sure. I can't because of my diabetes, which that's is a throwback right. to something yeah. earlier in the episode. We didn't even mention it. <laughs> ben um, Chang has this whole thing about like getting into a doctor's house and talking to him about his possible diabetes. And uh, so, yeah, no one no one does that, though. They're just like, oh, yeah, no, Matt Berry definitely just uh, cartoonishly fell through the uh, the door into the stairwell, fell down a bunch and almost died. Sure. And the payoff comes next, which is uh, the school giving Matt Berry a briefcase full of money. Fifty thousand dollar dues. The dean just counts the stacks uh, and not the actual money. So Frankie jumps in. It's like, I'm going to do this. You get out of the way. Uh, it's all Britta's fault. So she's going to get expelled. Mm-hmm. After, uh, after being here six years, which uh, Annie does point out in three more years, she'll have finished her two year degree. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a, what an incredibly hilarious and also incredibly deep, deep cut thing to uh-huh. say. Uh, Elroy does also. He's like, you can't expel Britta. She's uh, she's the heart of this group. She she started it as a fake biology study group so she could have sex with uh, Troy and the gr- the rest of the study was like, no. <laughs> He did. He did go for it. He tried. He did. And, you know, uh, partial credit. He got he got the gist of it, even if it, the players have weren't the quite right. right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, he tried. Yeah. Um, 
So Matt Barry wheelchairs out of the the dean's office with this $50,000 in a briefcase. And then Britta summons him over to to this closet again. And we get a flashback to the bar, uh, which I don't know if they do in The Sting. I assume they do since they're doing The Sting thing. Yeah. But it's a very common trope in general of like, and here's how we did it. I mean, um, I feel like they did this a couple times in Leverage, too. They do this basically once an episode in Leverage. Okay, uh, So this is also a, a, a Leverage homage. You're just missing some Hyundai product placement, baby. Oh, um, baby. That was a couple uh, episodes ago. But yeah, so it's uh, it's a very it's a very big trope of like, and here's how we did it. And you flash back with like some music and like... Yeah, yeah everything's in just a little bit of a sepia tone so you know oh this is the the past past. this is a flashback we flash back to the bar where britta and matt barry are hatching a scheme and then we flash back to the stairs where he just kind of walks down the stairs and lays down and then like puts a a blood pack in his mouth to like uh fake coughing up blood and then they exchange a little bunny she gets uh, she gets a couple of stacks of cash, which is not no. not you know pretty. It's not nothing. It was pointed out very early in the episode that uh, she was hurting for cash. She couldn't spot the hundred and fifty dollars for the uh, regulation grifting briefcase. Um, right. Anyways, uh, she gets some she gets some cash, um, because she's been hurting for cash. And you know what they say about Britta hurting for cash in the first act? She needs some from Matt Barry later. Yep. They start making out, which is kind of weird. Um, but it's all the distraction, as we'll find out later. We will find that out later. Because she's like, no, we'll finish this later at the motel. And so he starts wheeling down the hall and he realizes that the briefcase, the weight is off and he opens it and it's the fake stacks of cash. And so... It, then you flash back to a very, very noisy <laughs> briefcase exchange. Yes, they are still bad at it. It's maybe my my favorite joke in the whole episode. Where it's a very good joke. The flashback has them making out and you're just like, clang, bang, just like them trying to get this briefcase uh, and, and replace it with the fake one. Um. And then uh, so he realizes it's fake. And then this is where they get the uh, maybe not a thousand people to all act in secrecy, but they get a bunch of people. Yeah. Leonard's there with a stack of briefcases on like one of those hotel yeah, yeah. trolley carts and the, and the outfit, <laughs> like the whole thing. And then you can actually see it when it cuts back to him after all the briefcases are falling. He's actively pushing them like you get a moment where he's like actively pushing one. It's very funny to me. Um, <clears throat> Leonard just rules. I, I I can't I can't anymore. Leonard uh-huh. Leonard's just so great. Uh, um, and then we get a briefcase parade where a bunch of people are just marching through the halls with briefcases, including uh, Britta and Abed. And then they run off. They all meet up in the uh-huh. cafeteria. It, it's important. Kowski's there. It's important to note that they they go up the stairs, so Matt right. Barry has to abandon his wheelchair. Right. Got. So he runs after them. Because he's not hurt. Um, right. Although Britta did really punch him. So that's cool. So so, so the black eye is, is real. <laughs> uh-huh. They're in the cafeteria. Officer Kukowski's there. 
Um, they are all uh, they're practicing their briefcase work um, because they're just they're just doing their homework. Exactly. Also, Jeff is doing a puzzle behind everyone. Um, <laughs> like, is that a reference to the sting? That's the thing. No idea. Now that I it now that I know effect. that the like ragtime music is a reference to the sting. Anything that I'm like. Why is he back there doing a puzzle? I'm like, is that a reference to the sting? For whatever reason, it just feels way more like Columbo being like, oh, and one more thing. And then it puts a puzzle piece down on the table. Uh, Columbo's great is Agreed. Uh, my um, my feelings on that. Columbo would be like, there's just one thing I don't understand here. So you say you're a grifting instructor. Now, I never took a class on grifting. Didn't realize that was a thing. But you you say you're a grifting instructor at Greendale Community College. Hmm. Seems like that would be uh, a, a position that would get uh, kind of grifted a lot, don't you think? Hmm. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, <laughs> That's really good. I can't wait till they <laughs> reboot Columbo with you, you as Columbo. Um, look, if I could, if I, if I got to be the Columbo reboot, uh, first of all, um, probably a pretty poor choice in selecting, uh, the, the new Columbo. Okay. Um, Fair. Maybe. Uh, second, I will still do it in a heartbeat. Um, (laughs) it's important, you know, just get a rumpled up trench coat. And just kind of bumble around and mm-hmm. smoke a cigar and um like like maybe instead of they reboot Columbo, you're son of Columbo. I like that. Uh sure. I'll be I'll be son of Columbo. Hopefully airing this fall on NBC. <laughs> airing this fall on Yahoo Screen. <laughs> Shit. Um a limited engagement on Yahoo uh, Shorts. Son of Columbo on Quibi. Um, oh, no. <clears throat> the, the, only the quickest of bites, please. Matt Barry is is standing um, there in front of everyone, and he's complaining about the events that just transpired. And Officer Kukowski is like, well, or no, maybe it's Jeff says it. Someone says it. I don't remember who says it. He was either the victim of crass, artless thuggery. Correct. In which case, there really is $50,000 floating around that he was given for clearly fake injuries and that he therefore now owes the school. What? Or Professor DeSalvo was targeted by a group of people he vastly underestimated, in which case the money was given and then taken back and nobody owes anybody anything. All he would have to do is admit. I was grifted. And then everyone starts shouting grift over and over again <laughs> because we're all happy. Grift, grifting is cool again. Um, mm-hmm. We made sure. grifting cool again. We made grifting cool again. Uh, and then uh, Officer Kukowski's like, hey, man, sorry you got grifted. Let me know if you want to press charges and uh, if you can think any uh, if you can think of any of what those charges might be. And then um, my favorite moment at this moment is Matt Berry being like, why are you here? <laughs> and Officer Kukowski's like, oh, I do macrame after work. They know that. 
Yeah, he's he's doing a macrame class here. Um, so <laughs> it's so funny uh, to me that it's just like, why are you even here? And and it's just mm-hmm. like, well, I'm a student. Obviously, come on. Why uh, else would I be here? My next note just says "hot dogs, hot dogs" in all caps, and they I don't do, remember why. They do just like decide to. It, it's something about like now that we have the money back, we can just use it for hot dogs, and then they all just kind of dance and shout "hot dogs," and that's what how the episode ends. How many hot dogs does fifty thousand dollars buy? Okay, so it kind of depends on your your hot dog. Um, that there is if let's go, shall we go with the Costco dog? Yeah, absolutely. Costco um, dogs a dollar fifty. A dollar fifty always will be. Right. Take that inflation. So that means you got thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three and three repeating hot dogs. Um. So you got a, you got a, heck of a ton of hot dogs. Thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three hot dogs is, um, and then a third of a hot dog. To be fair, and a third of a hot dog uh, is just the exact number of hot dogs I want in my life. Um, especially if they're Costco dogs, I love those things. They're so exactly, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all shouting hot dogs, and then Chang is like, "Wait, we were all in on it the whole time," and Annie says, "Well, you weren't." He's like, oh, right, because I can't be trusted. And then that's where the episode ends, except for the tag, uh, which is all about (laughs) Ryan Ridley. Uh, He comes in. He's like, hey, I returned that telegram outfit to the dean. Um, You know, I uh, I owe you one, you know, whatever you need. And then um, Jeff says, well, I could really help. I could really use help using uh, moving a mattress this weekend. He's like, yep, yeah, uh, uh-huh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And then we get this weird montage that's just like, <laughs> my name is Ryan Ridley. It, Three it, years ago, my life was saved by a stranger. It felt very much like Quantum Leap to me. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, he'll let me go home. Um, I, and, the, and the show is just called The Guy from Jeff's Gym. Uh huh. Um, so good. That does your your reference to Quantum Leap does make me think of the day where I accidentally uh, quantum leaped a Quantum Leap reboot into existence. Yeah, I remember because that. I tweeted like, man, like sometimes I think, wouldn't it be cool to have a Quantum Leap reboot? But they'd inevitably do like a nine eleven episode, so maybe <laughs> they shouldn't do a Quantum Leap reboot. And then you were like, Ben. Yeah, I'm. I'm check glad this to be shit the, out. I'm glad to be and the you, one that tells you. You sent me a link to the Wikipedia article about the Quantum Leap reboot. And I was like, no, shit, it exists. And someone was like, Ben, did you just Quantum Leap that into existence? And I was like, I think I did because the name char- main character's even name is Ben. Yeah. So I think I think I accidentally Quantum Leaped the Quantum Leap reboot into existence. Um, I have not watched it. I assume it's bad. <laughs> I will say it did not it has not pulled the trigger on the 911 episode which is pretty good. Not yet. I not mean yet. they they Quantum Leap. So the original Quantum Leap did the Watergate break in in like episode 2. Sure. Like they they were real early on that. They did not 
tackle the JFK assassination until like season three or four. Oh, yeah, that's so, a big deal. So I assume the reboot's going to be like, like, because everyone's like, whoa, where were you during when 9-11 happened? The previous generation was, where were you when you found out JFK was assassinated? So I'm I'm thinking, you know, they waited till like season three or four to do the JFK sure. assassination. You got to wait for th- season three or four if you get there to do gotcha. this generation's K- JFK assassination. So it's going to happen there. If, if there's not like if it makes it, say, five seasons like the original Quantum Leap did. Sure. And there's no 9-11 episode. Uh, I. Uh, I, it, it has to be, it, it has to happen. Not that <laughs> I'm like, saying I want it. I, for the record, I do not want this to happen, <laughs> but it will happen. It will happen. Well, we'll see. It, there is a second season coming because it was renewed in December. So, okay. All right. Uh, I, th- so- I think you just gotta, you gotta like, there is a needle to hit on 9-11 in a quantum leap world, I think. And you got to you gotta hit that, just thread that needle so, so nicely, because otherwise it is just going to be bad. And that's the end of this episode of Community, not Quantum Leap, <laughs> uh, but Community. And that means that it is time for... Greens. Matt Berry is almost an automatic good grade. Uh, you know, I think this is kind of a, you know, uh, clearly that we, neither of us really have, uh, we have grift. Like we've watched things that have grifts in them, that kind of experience, mm-hmm. but we've not mm-hmm. seen the sting. I think it's probably, we are missing something because of that. Um, because the ragtime and the interstitials almost. That being said, this I think this is a really a really good kind of goofy fun episode. You've got Matt Berry, you know, kind of I don't want to say reducing himself to fit within the community world, but again, a, a ten or eleven Matt Berry out of ten is too much for a community would blow everybody out of the water. I do think this is this is a fun episode. It's you know it's always fun to see how a a. Uh, a uh, spider's web of intrigue kind of unfolds, especially when there's funny things like clanging a, a briefcase instead of like a nice calm mm-hmm. swap after the whole episode has been about swapping briefcases better. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really good episode. I think it's, re- I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It doesn't have a ton of like character development per se. Um, it doesn't have a lot of emotional investment. Uh, cause I, I never f- worried about that $50,000 ever, mm-hmm. uh, for, for, so for, uh, a, a show that's very much like this school is always teetering on the brink a little bit. Um, there, if it, it, it felt weird there. Um, but yes, I, I, I like this episode. I'd probably give it maybe a B plus. I think it's, I think you've got very, it's a very comedic, comedic, comedy heavy episode, which I always love. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely goofy and kind of like, doesn't have, you know, we've talked a lot about episodes that have like way too many plots going on. This has just the one that is kind of like flowing down. And I think it really works to kind of focus it down while you're also building this, this web. Cause if you had like Annie and Abed doing something different in the corner, it would feel overstuffed and i think that the the choice here to just kind of fu- to streamline down towards the grift is the best choice here so i'm gonna give it a b plus um but i'm, I'm interested to hear what you think ben 
Okay. Um, yeah, Matt Berry is a great uh, guest. Like, um, Community's had some really good guests. Matt Berry is, uh, you know, top five easily. Yeah. Um, he's he's a good get, and uh, he's very enjoyable in this episode, even if he is... Even if he is Matt Barry on a bit of a leash, like he he's not you can't unleash that beast on community, uh, right. as we've discussed. Um, I am mostly kind of surprised that I don't love this episode more given Matt Barry's existence in it. Okay. Um, like, I think it's a I think it's a good episode. But I, I feel like and, and this is. It's not the first time uh, here in this Yahoo screen season, um, but there there are a couple of times in season six where the writing just doesn't feel quite as tight or maybe the editing doesn't feel as tight. There's something okay. that's just. It feels I guess the word that I, I'd describe it with is sort of an, an aimlessness to it. Like, OK. It does have like a plot. It has a point. But like it feels kind of like we're just floating in a weird abyss of events happening. Okay. Fair enough. And so it's like, it's funny and it's, it's an, it's overall enjoyable, but I feel like throughout the course of community, we have been very spoiled by a series that has very, just everything is so tight. Everything is referenced to each other. Everything is um you know you can pack in so much stuff in a 24 minute episode and a couple of times here in yahoo screen season this episode included i feel like that tightness just isn't there in a way that i can't quite articulate exactly why but it just feels a little loose and i do think the episode suffers a little bit for it but it's still overall enjoyable um I don't dislike the episode. I would give it probably a B. Um, it's it's very good. Um, but I get excited every time I see it because I'm like, and, you know, they have the the Hulu uh, thumbnail is like, it's the Matt Berry episode. Yeah, yeah. They this really is want the you one to Matt get, Berry's in it. They really want you to know Matt Berry's in this one. And he sure is. And he's very enjoyable. But I'm just, I'm, it, it's weird because there have been a couple of episodes where I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't remember this episode being like the best. And then I watch it. And I'm like, oh, shit. No, that was great. This is kind of the opposite where I'm like, oh, shit, it's the Matt Berry episode. And I watch it. And I'm like, it was good. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, So I do feel like um, I feel like if they had tightened it up a little bit, I think it would be a stronger episode. Um, but with all that said, the jokes are funny. Matt Berry's funny. Um, he's a good he's a good get. Um, and uh, overall, I liked it. But we want to know what you think about this episode. Did I, 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 I did you say a grade? I, I think I missed it. I, I gave it a B. Okay, got it. Cool. Um, Just, I, I, would, <clears throat> I might have floated uh, away there for a bit. Uh, but we want to know what you think about this episode, about Matt Berry, about Tucson, Arizona. Um, we want to know what you think about, um, should watch, should Ben watch UHF? Should I watch UHF? Um, I guess you can let us know if you'd rather have president Schwarzenegger or president Winfrey. Um, I 
kind of don't it, care. I mean, yeah, um, it, it. You can tell us. We probably will be like, okay. Would you Would you rather have President Laszlo Cravensworth or President Normal Human Jackie Daytona? <laughs> I feel like that's an outro for a different podcast. Um, you could also tell us who in the community averse would you elect as president of the United States? Which community star do you want to see in what we do in the shadows season five? Oh, 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 now, now we're, now we're cooking with gas, baby. Yeah, that's, a, that's what we want to talk about. Hello, I'm back. I, I literally, I just had a power outage, uh, while trying to record the outro. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we want to know all these things and more. Uh, I, I was talking too much about Laszlo Cravensworth and, and, or normal (laughs) human bartender, Jackie Daytona. Uh, and then my power mysteriously got cut. So, um, Anyways, we want to know all those things and more. <laughs> this I don't. It's 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 not every time that we have a giant disaster at the end of recording. Um, I'm just glad it didn't uh, kill the last hour and forty minutes of podcasting. Yeah, because um, otherwise everybody would just be listening to my side. Oh yeah, fantastic. Uh, anyways, um, before my power cycles again. Uh, <laughs> We want to know all these things and more. You can tweet at us on failing website, twitter.com at goodgreendale. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com, where you can send us an email on the contact form there. We might uh, read it on the show. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, to, uh, not to uh, <laughs> uh, challenge the gods of thunder yet again, but uh, we, we do really appreciate uh, coming to the end of these episodes and you know, supporting us or uh, communicating with us any way you, you are. We we always love when you communicate with us. So feel free. Uh, hopefully this this episode, even with the power outage, uh, put a smile on your face as big as New York City. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, hope hopefully this this does put a smile on your face, uh, even if it is only as big as Tucson, Arizona. You do a better Laszlo Cravensworth than I do. And for the record, if you grew out your hair a little bit, you could totally pull off a Laszlo, uh, which um, so for start working on that now for sure. Halloween, yeah. you can be Laszlo. OK, I'll be uh, uh, Colin, uh, Colin Robinson. I knew exactly who you were talking. Like, oh, I was looking at you. I'm like, there's only one he can really there's say only here. One, there's I don't only want one. him to say it. There's <laughs> only one. And it's it's Colin Robinson. Um I'll yeah. just put on a sweater vest and uh, start talking about uh, tax accounting prep. And uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't have feelings about that at all. Until then, <laughs> I am Colin Robinson. And I am Laszlo Cravensworth. Is that the last name? <laughs> That's his last I've already name, forgotten yes. it. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, Tucson, Arizona!